Welcome to Kenny and the Coaches. It's the first Sunday in June, closing in on the midpoint of the summer. But June is probably best known by a lot of parents with basketball players as one of the busiest months of the year, and definitely the summer. Because basketball camps are just beginning. And on this episode, I keep the basketball talk going with Coach Kayla Gaines. As a player, Coach Gaines was a two-time state champion, an All-Stater, Gatorade Player of the Year in Oklahoma, and played on one of the University of Texas's Final Four teams. Now she's the new head boys basketball coach of the Woodward Boomers. And here's my conversation with Coach Kayla Gaines. Coach, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to visit with me a little bit. Absolutely. Now, first off, congratulations on being named head coach at your alma mater. What does it uh, what does it mean to you to get your first head coaching job where you grew up? Um, well, it's actually it's been a dream of mine to come back and and coach where I went to school, and uh, so it means a lot to me. And I'm very humbled that they chose me for the position. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think I've done quite a few of these, and a, a lot of people have started coaching either as an assistant or as a head coach at their alma mater. Always, like, even me, like, my first coaching job and head coaching job was at my alma mater where I went to, and I always kind of felt like there was, you know, I mean, there wasn't any pressure that anyone, the, the our community was real supportive. I never felt any pressure from them, but I kind of felt pressure internally to do good you know it's like you want to take what you know and kind of translate it to the kids that may have seen you growing up do you kind of feel any of that pressure? Oh, um I think that's actually more of the pressure I feel more than anything else is just you know growing up in the community and everybody watching me and everything and just having that pressure of going out there with those expectations of you know what I was able to do as a player to be able to uh, teach that and pass it on to, you know, this new generation. Yeah. Now, being an assistant and being around your kids kind of helps. So it's like you're not coming in without knowing who the kids are. But what are you kind of looking forward to this summer in, like, summer camps and leagues and stuff? Uh, well, I'm still looking to see which summer camps and stuff that I'm wanting to do. Um, but I'm looking forward to that for the aspect of just really getting to know my players and really getting to know them uh, with their game and their strengths, their weaknesses, and just getting to see where I kind of really need to start at um, mm -hmm. a better idea of a better starting point and where I want to dig in once we actually get to the practice. Yeah, now I'm being kind of where you guys are located at, I mean, there's not a ton of like kind of schools your side. Cause I always kind of look at like summer camps and stuff. You kind of want to play against teams that are, I mean, they can be lower classes, but you want them to be someone that's going to push your teams, you know? I mean, I bet that's kind of difficult kind of finding places kind of out there where you guys are to kind of find camps and stuff. Yeah, we're in a rural area, so it does make it a little more difficult, but uh, we've got several um, small schools that are pretty competitive and are traditionally competitive out here. So mm -hmm. uh, we might look at, you know, doing something close and then maybe one far away type of deal. But um, I think for me, the summer is going to be more about um, getting them together and them getting used to me and me getting used to them and just really learning who they are as players and as people. Well, that's something that's kind of changed a lot, too. I'm sure since – when when did you graduate from Woodward? 
in 2001. 2001, yeah. I mean, even since then, just the amount of basketball that's played now, I mean, that seems like that's – it's never ending. You know, I mean, it's just – and it, like us, we're – our summer schedule, we're going to be going, we have, we're having a camp here and then we're going to OU and then we're going to UCO. So it just seems like it's, it's nonstop and there's no short trips. <laughs> it, you know, definitely no short trips out here. Everything is at least an hour and a half to two hours, maybe more away for us. So yeah. absolutely. Oh man. Now talk a little bit about the significance of you, not only coaching at your alma mater, but being a woman coaching the boys team. How, what does that kind of mean to you? Um, well, I mean, it means a lot to me. Um, I honestly didn't know if I'd ever get to this point. Um, I've got two boys of my own that kind of drew me into it um, through mm-hmm. my years of coaching. And so um, I just I love the game of basketball. Um, I grew up knowing the game of basketball I was coached by my dad for first part of my career and then went on to play at UT which I was under Jody Conrad and so a lot of really good coaches throughout my career and a lot of really good ideas and stuff that I would just like to push and teach not only to females but also males yeah do you think I mean, I know it's 2023, so you think things might would have progressed a little bit more than what they have. But do you think that that coaching women, coaching boys teams, do you think they'll ever kind of become not necessarily the norm, but just accepted? I mean, I think it's accepted now, but it's just kind of it's, it's I don't know. It's kind of like, oh, she's coaching the boys team. I mean, you know what I mean? Do you think it'll ever kind of become where that's not a um, a saying a woman coach coaching a boys team kind of like you know back whenever quarterbacks in Super Bowls that when they asked I don't know if you remember that when they asked Doug Williams what it what's it like being a black quarterback and he was like well I don't know I've always been black you know it's kind of I wonder if that's going to kind of be the same thing I, I hope it turns that same way with women well, I mean, I I don't know. Um, don't know the future. I just I know that um, there's a lot of really good female coaches out there, and um, I don't see why it would be that big of an issue, whether female or male. Um, I mean, you've had male coaches coaching women for years, and mm-hmm. that's not that big of a deal. But uh, maybe it will be become something that's not such a shocker. Or yeah. Yeah. anything new or anything like that but um for me i mean it's just i'm just doing what i love and uh like i said it, to, it doesn't matter male or female i just want to pass on the knowledge that i do have and allow every student athlete to have an opportunity that they want to pursue absolutely just do your thing and let the rest fall in line you know? yeah now how emotional is that first game being a head coach at your alma mater going to be? Because I know, like, for me, it was like, you know, I was trying to focus on the game at hand, but it was like, man, this is kind of my dream to be back here coaching where I grew up. I mean, what – I know it's a long ways away, but kind of what do you think is kind of going to be going through your head when that when that first whistle, when that ball is thrown up for the first home game? Well, I hope I can make it out of the bathroom from vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will probably more likely be a nervous wreck just because, uh, you know, 
the expectations that are already set just from my past experiences and everything. Uh, but I'm going to be, I'll, I'll be nervous just like I was as a player and I'll just use that energy to pour into the game and pour into my team and just go from there. Yeah. 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 Now, who have been some of the people, I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but who have been some of the people that have had an impact on you, not only as a coach, but when you were a player? Um, well, I mean, it started for me with, with my dad when he, you know, he took our team and we went and played city ball and all over, all over the United States. And so that's mm -hmm. where I kind of first fell in love with it was, just at home in the driveway, just playing with uh, my brother and my family. And from there, I just started doing the traveling thing, and I never stopped. And I've, I'm actually still going and doing that same stuff with my own children now. Yeah. Now, is coaching something that you always wanted to do? Because I know, like, as when you're in the middle of playing, like, I never played at anywhere close to the level that you played. But I don't, I don't know if coaching actually comes into your – mind while you're playing but like when when you're finished with it was that something do you think you always wanted to do is to be a coach uh yeah I knew from pretty early that I wanted to be a coach and um so my I mean all through college I knew that that's what I was going to set out to pursue mm -hmm. yeah now, I was oh go ahead no. go ahead go ahead <laughs> always taking notes on all my coaches of, you know, stuff that I like, but didn't like, and, um, you know, putting it all together so that I could try to be the best coach that I can be. Yeah. Now it's, it hadn't changed a ton since you graduated from UT, but how have you kind of seen the game has changed kind of just since you've been coaching? Uh, the biggest change I've noticed is, um, the three-point line. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, we were real big on inside-outside type of game. I mean, we, we had the three-point line, obviously, when I played, but it wasn't so emphasized like it is now. It's like everybody's like, oh, three-pointers, three-pointers. And so um, that's the thing that I see that's the biggest change in, in the game is it's just extended outward more. And so that's... Yeah also kind of a challenge in a way um for you know when you go up against some different teams that can shoot way out there so yeah it's good and bad because you know you'll have kids you know a kid can't hit the broad side of a barn spotting up from 30 feet trying to yeah you know shooting it and turning around before it even hits the wall you know like they've made it through yeah. so, <laughs> so yeah. it, it's been good and bad you know when they're falling it's oh you know it looks good but well I, I kind of grew up you know, like that, like you were saying, inside outside. But golly, it 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 has it, it kind of. I mean, I'm just an assistant basketball coach, but sometimes it's like, guys, there's a layup. There's nobody in the lane. Everybody's guarding the three point line. Just go past them and shoot a layup. <laughs> yes, and I will be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> now let's kind of talk a bit a little bit about your playing career. I mean, you were you were a stud in high school and college. I mean, what were some of the highlights of your playing career? Uh, well, I went in state championship in high school uh, for two years and should have been three, but let's not talk about that one. <laughs> uh, uh, highlight just having those team members that built a relationship and 
being able to get on that court, sweat, blood, tears with them every day to go accomplish our goal of winning a state championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, taking that and pursuing that in the college level as well. And, you know, I, for me, the biggest thing I've ever taken away from the game is just I love the work. And then I love seeing the rewards from the hard work. And um, that's just, that's my favorite thing about the game is getting to see that reward from your hard work. Yeah. Now, and you said your, your dad was your head coach? Um, no, he just coached us for um, oh, travel. Travel teams. Yeah. Okay. Right. And um, Kramer, uh, head basketball coach for me in high school. Who was it? I'm sorry. Kim Kramer. Kim Kramer. Okay. All right. Now, what is something that you wish you would have known? I know it's kind of, kind of jumping around here, but what is what is it? What is something you wish you would have known as a high school kid going in the into the college game? That's something I've kind of talked with people about. That kind of the, the pressures and you know not realizing you're going from being you know big fish to small fish real quick. I mean, is there something you wish you would have known going into college that you didn't know as a high school kid? Um, I actually feel like I was pretty prepared, honestly. Um, my brother really helped me out in that aspect, uh, getting me prepared physically and mentally. Um, I would say just the politics that are enhanced once you get to that college level of just having to deal with all that and, um, the media attention that was something I would have liked to maybe been a little bit better at. Yeah. I mean, did you start all four years at UT? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. See, I'm learning as as I'm talking to you. So, I mean, you kind of, I mean, did you kind of go in with expectations of, of kind of, I'm now I'm kind of picking your brain about being an athlete. I'm supposed to be talking about coaching, but I mean, when you get, when you went into it mentally, were you kind of prepared to keep doing what you did in high school? Um, I'm a very goal driven person. And, um, so I I had my goals and I'm also, like I said, back to the work part of it. I'm the type of person that's also mentally at that level where I wanted it so bad that I would go do whatever I had to do. Um, so going into it, I, I feel like I was mentally prepared and mentally ready for, what college was going to be and the expectations. So I just nose to the grindstone, put my butt to work and evidently I did something right. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Now, and is that something, is that kind of, is that kind of how you coach too? Are you very goal driven? I mean, do you have a set amount of, we're going to do this this year or we're going to aim to do this this year. Are you, is that how you kind of coach too? Yeah, I like to have my players have some individual goals, and then uh, we have team goals. And um, my biggest thing is teaching them how to come together as a team Um, because I feel that that's where you actually get most success whenever you can figure out how to play together and have each other's back and be a team. And so they'll be hearing a lot of that rhetoric from me on, you know, working together, working hard and what you have to do to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Just because you want it doesn't mean you're going to get it. You have to go earn it. Mm-hmm. 
Do you have a lot of your of your players this upcoming year? Do a lot of them play summer ball like AAU ball? Uh, I know a few of them do. Uh, not all of them though. Yeah. Do you do you kind of encourage them to do AAU ball, and do you think that AAU is something that's a positive thing for kids? Um. I well, I encourage them to go play. The more they play, the you know, the better they're going to get, the more opportunities they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do support like the AAU stuff. My like I said, my kiddo's in it. Um, he goes and he's trying to pursue that next level himself. And so, I think it's a great way for kids to get out to have those opportunities to be seen. And uh, like out here in rural America, um, those opportunities are less. So it's a great opportunity for especially smaller town kiddos to have yeah absolutely what grades your your son that's kind of aspiring to play at the next level what grades he in he's a seventh grader seventh grader so you're getting him started i mean you can kind of tell you know i mean i've got three kids of my own i got three boys of my own and one of them's a senior uh, about to graduate and i've got one that's a sophomore and from the time we started playing peewee football when he was in the fourth grade i I kind of knew that he wanted to play football, and I could tell my oldest one was just there just to do it. I mean, but he, he played hard, but you can tell the difference. Could you kind of tell – I mean, and now my, the one that's a sophomore, he's he's got aspirations to play at that next level too. Can you, can you kind of tell that – I mean, you know what it takes to make it at that level. Do you think starting as a seventh grader, do you think you kind of see that in him? Um, yeah, I mean, he's been he's been playing for – well, a very long time um, since pre-K. He was playing up on the first and second grade team, so um, he's been going at this for a while. But yeah, he's he's got the height, he's got the shot, he's got the talent, and he's got the work ethic. And it's just going to be a matter of if that's what he wants to continue to pursue. And right now, at this point in time of his life, that's that is what he's wanting. So he's very goal driven, also and. So hopefully he'll have those opportunities to go and achieve his goals as well. Yeah, good, good. that's good stuff. And have you had an opportunity to coach him yet? Um, this was actually my first year not to coach him. Oh, okay, so okay. That was really hard for me up in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet so. That's one of the reasons because I'd kind of got out of coaching for a while. Whenever my boys kind of got into the high school ages and away from PE because I'd coach for I'd, I'd coach at my alma mater for a while and then I got out of it for a while and whenever they got in the you know the junior high high school ages when I couldn't coach them I couldn't handle it I had to get back in I can't I, I'm not the you know the the yelling loud parent in the stands but boy I was pretty stressed out every game I had to I had to get in the mix of it yeah that sounds like now, do you guys? I know me and my oldest son. Like I said, he's he was just there. I mean, he wasn't just there. I mean, he worked hard, but I could kind of get onto him, and he would understand. But my middle son, the one that's a sophomore, me and him kind of butt heads every now and then. Do you, did you ever do that with your seventh grader? Um, I would say in his earlier years, around fourth grade, we had some heart to heart moments. Um, <laughs> if that's what you want to call that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it was, I think a lot of it was just maturity and him 
figuring out for himself if, you know, that's what he wanted to do and, and all that stuff. And so it was kind of back and forth that, that particular year. Yeah. But I mean, there's nothing else like it. You know, I, there'll be times that we'll, we'll leave practice. Me and my middle son will leave practice and we won't talk to each other for a little bit, but it, I mean, it's, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, you know? Now, I know, but neither. What, I only got a couple more questions for you. What can Woodward fans look forward to from the Boomers this upcoming season? Well, hopefully they'll look forward to some uh, fast-paced basketball. Um, it'll be a little bit different style than what I think they've been doing. Um, I'm kind of a run-and-gun type of person. I like the faster-paced game. So um, hopefully we'll be putting some debuts up in the – column and that uh, mostly I just you know my biggest thing is teaching and helping these boys grow and mature in their own knowledge of the game and also as young men uh, please bring the running gun style back because I'm, I'm so I'm from that same ilk you know I remember when games it wasn't for high school boys basketball game it was nothing for it to be you know, in the 80s, 90s, 100s, this 40, 50-point games are killing me. <laughs> it's just hard. It's hard to sit on the sidelines and watch that. I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's good basketball. I guess it's defense. But, man, 40 points, you ought to get that in a half, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I, that's the style of ball I was used to playing. So, um, it's just – it's a fun style. It's fun to play. It's a little more conditioning. So, <laughs> I don't know if they'll be too excited about that part of it, but. And, you know, hey, that might be why a lot of teams have gone away from it. You don't have to be in shape to, you know, pass the ball around and play that Warriors. Well, not really in the Warriors because they run the floor, but, I mean, that, yeah, just anything to get it a little bit more faster paced. Yeah, yeah. so. All right, I got one final question for you. Okay, what is, what is the actual Boomer mascot? I mean that's kind of, that's a two part question. What is what are, what is what is Woodward's actual mascot like? You know, like Oklahoma Sooners, they have whatever they have the wagon and the the horse. What do you what do you guys have? It's the wagon. It's the wagon. Okay. I had to change it one year to uh, like a cowboy on a horse. Yeah. Or something like that, but I mean, I've only ever known it as the wagon. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. I mean, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's, like I was telling you before we started recording, I, I was looking at the name. I was like, why in the world would you be Boomer? Because at first I was like, maybe it was a misprint in the article I read and it was supposed to be Bombers. I was like, okay, wait a minute. No, that makes sense. Boomer sooner. You know, okay, I get that. But yeah. aside from, from Woodward, I mean, it's, that's a cool mascot name. What would you say is the coolest mascot in Oklahoma? Oh, goodness. Um... I always try to throw one out there. It kind of throws people off, makes them. Oh, you definitely off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go with the cowboy, the OSU cowboy, Pistol okay. Pete. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of. Yeah, it is kind of a cool looking mascot. Well, Coach, I, I really appreciate you taking time and visiting with me, and and I'll be definitely keeping up with Woodward this year, and and good luck to you guys this summer and going into next season. All right, thank you. Appreciate it.
Thanks to Coach Gaines for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. New episodes come out every Sunday at 10 a.m. on your favorite podcasting site. And July 5th is the debut of Not So Instant Replay. Past episodes of Kenny and the Coaches, starting with Season 1, Episode 1, and Coach Kenny Magoo. Don't forget, that's Wednesday, July 5th. You can also find links to the podcast on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page. And if you're on Twitter, just search at Kenny Coaches. And remember, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time.